Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Back and better than ever, Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. And here we go. Week one of college is behind us. The NFL is in front. The vibe and energy are off the charts. We've got two hours that isn't enough for me. Let's do this. Here we go. Only one place to start. All right, our one place to start is brought to you by ZipRecruiter. Try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Greeny. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. There's only one place to start, and that is with week one in the NFL and with my insider extraordinaire, my main man, Dan Graziano, good enough to hang out after we wrap up Get Up this morning. And, Dan, we were just talking about it on TV, and we'll carry it over here. You had very interesting insight. So I'll give everyone a little peek behind the curtain. We have a meeting every morning at Mm -hmm. 6 a.m. here in the Eastern Time, uh, two hours before we go on TV to do Get Up, and people like you will share all the really interesting and cool stuff you have to say and information, and that's how uh, the rest of us put together our Get Up show every morning. And I thought what you told us on that call about the relationships between Lamar Jackson and the people running the Baltimore Ravens were really fascinating because I'm envisioning a contentious scenario. They're not giving him the money that he wants. He's going to play. I'll show them all the rest of that. You're telling me it's not like that at all. It's not. And I understand why people would think that, right? Because he's negotiating on his own behalf. He's not using an agent. So if if the team's saying negative things in the negotiation, then he's hearing them directly. But it's not the case. From everything I've been told, the relationship between the player and the team is a good one. That the coach and the GM are in constant communication with Lamar Jackson, not just about what are we looking for in the contract, but football stuff, as John Harbaugh said, about like, honestly, like, like they, they've talked before their press conferences sometimes when they know they're going to be asked about the contract and what are we going to say so we stay on message. So there's a disconnect in terms of the money, the guaranteed money, right? The Deshaun Watson deal has kind of thrown a lot of things out of whack. Uh, but I think each side understands where the other is. And my understanding is Lamar is comfortable taking this into next offseason if that's what it takes to get what he wants. Look, the, the bottom line is, and this is something that I've been a little hesitant to dive too deeply into on TV because I always worry, does the audience really care? Like, if you're a football fan, I want to talk about are we going to win, are we going to lose? I'm not that interested in contract right. stuff. And, but the Deshaun Watson contract is such an outlier. Yeah. And it came about exclusively because the Browns were desperate to get him. So in order to keep him from, he wanted to go to Atlanta or Carolina or one of these other places. And in order to get him, you want to talk about bending over backwards. They gave him a fully guaranteed contract for more money than any player had ever even remotely approached. And they structured it so that none of the money was in the first year. So that when he got punished, what was it, $1 million in his first year? So that when he inevitably got suspended, it would not hurt his bank account hardly at all. It it, it might be, well, no, it is, it not might be. It is the most one-sided contract the NFL has ever seen. And as a result... All the other owners, like the ones in Baltimore, are saying, we can't use that as the precedent here because it doesn't make any sense, and no one else under any other circumstances would have done it. Right. Now, the first-year structure is not uncommon in the NFL. You often see that with a low base salary, big signing bonus. It keeps the cap number down. But this was a – we all understand. the way, They did it that yeah, way in this particular case because – he was facing a suspension and everyone knew it. Yeah, they would push back on that. But again, you, you, do, see, you do see that structure. A lot of the big deals, are, I, I think, one of the, either Devontae Adams or Tyreek Hill, one of the big receiver deals, same kind of structure. So um, 
the, the guarantee is the issue. There have been two fully guaranteed contracts for veteran quarterbacks. Kirk Cousins, who hit free agency, literally mm-hmm. had other teams bidding for his services besides the one he picked. And Deshaun Watson, who didn't hit free agency but may as well have. Right, because there were four teams in on it, and he had told Cleveland no, and they decide they have to do something extraordinary in order to change that no to a yes. And that's why that deal happened. If we just saw Russell Wilson do a deal, it doesn't have full guarantees. Kyler Murray's deal does not have full guarantees. Aaron Rodgers' deal does not. So, so you don't see it very often. So what the Ravens are effectively saying to Lamar Jackson is, the Deshaun thing is different. You're not, you do not have multiple teams bidding for your services. We are not desperate to the extent that Cleveland is because we know we can franchise you next year and the year after that and the year after that if need be. So I think, yeah, to your point, right, fans don't care about the contract situation. What they care about is, is he going to be focused on football? We have no reason to doubt that he will be. Is he going to be a Raven this year and beyond? And I think the answer is yes. Because, again, they have mechanisms in place for keeping him there. The franchise tag, we saw Dallas franchise Dak Prescott at, twice, actually, and that worked out well for him. Uh, and, you know, it worked out well for Kirk Cousins. So I think Lamar is fine going down that path if that's what it takes. I'm Greeny. I'm presented by Progressive Insurance. Your small business keeps you on the go. Progressive Commercial Insurance keeps your policy within reach with the easy-to-use mobile app. Learn more at ProgressiveCommercial.com. Here's what I want for Lamar because this is uh, a tremendous young player yeah. who has done absolutely everything right. I hate that it's coming to this, to be honest with you, because what he should have is what all the great quarterbacks should have. He should have a contract that's kind of like the Russell Wilson one or the Aaron Rodgers one or the Kyler Murray one or whatever the one, all of them besides Deshaun Watson, Mm. and he should be happy and they should be happy and he should go forward. Instead, because of this outlier, I understand why he finds himself where he is. Either way, the last thing on earth I want to see is anything bad happen to him and him not get the money that's coming to him. But I would like to see him take week one to think about it. I think. <laughs> who are they playing week one? It would be the best. I'm looked that up. I don't even know who they're playing. Yeah, uh, oh, it's the Jets. They're playing the Jets. Do. I didn't even know that. I just think that he needs to take the week to just get himself in the right mental, right? You got to yeah. be in the Brandon Jet fan over there, right? My stage manager. Yeah. He knows. This. You got to be in the right mental space, Graziano. And I just don't know for week one if he's going to be. Well, I think he needs to sit week one. You may be right, but I don't think you're going to get your wish. I think he's planning on playing that game, and I think he's planning on playing pretty well. By the way, everyone, that's the Joe Flacco revenge game. Oh, yeah. How it's being positioned. But Robert Sala, the coach of the Jets, is telling everybody yesterday that Zach Wilson might actually come back and start that game. What is that about? That was weird because I think people had kind of assumed that it wouldn't be the case. Look, they didn't put Zach Wilson on PUP or, or injured reserve, so that means he would have had to miss the first four games. So obviously they expect him back before that. But you're talking about, uh, like well, I think, three weeks post-surgery uh, or whatever he had done. I just don't feel like that's – they have said all along they're not going to put him on the field until his knee is 100% better that they're not worried about risk of re-injury etc so I don't know how they can get to that point I think I, I, I don't think you can 100% rule it out but I think the, it, the strong likelihood is that it's Flacco in week one possibly week two as well while they get Wilson's knee right here is what I hope this is Robert Sala who I thought it might this is just my opinion was in thoroughly over his head as a head coach last year One of the things the Jets can have going for them this week is if the Ravens don't know who the quarterback is going to be. Sure. Because Zach Wilson can run around back there. I mean, when the knee is right, he's mobile and he's athletic and he's all those things. And Joe Flacco is a statue. Let them prepare for both of them. 
So when Salah said yesterday, I'll let you guys all know Wednesday who's starting, I started yelling at the television. Don't let us know Wednesday. This should be a game-time decision. I know that you know, I'm talking to the coach now, I know you know who the quarterback is going to be, but don't tell them. I want this to be a game-time decision. I want him to say, let's see how Zach feels as the week goes on. Let's see how he warms up. And then ultimately, when it comes time to name your inactives, that's when we find out that Joe Flacco is the quarterback and Zach Wilson isn't playing week one. There's no benefit to letting anyone know as this week goes on who the quarterback is going to be. No, other than just controlling the message, right? Like what some, message? Somebody's, somebody's going to find out, like a reporter digs around and finds out now you – I don't know. They don't I'm find that out in other places. You should, Pittsburgh. This is how, a, come, how come B- B- Mike Tomlin is able to keep a secret from everyone who his starting quarterback is going to be when you know, know they've known for a long time? Yeah, I don't, I don't think they have kept the secret, honestly. I think we well, do know Well, now he's be. told the world. But last week he wouldn't yeah. say anything yeah, about and it, and I think no one leaks it. That's the coach's psychology, right? Like, if, I, if my opponent has to spend even 10 extra minutes of practice time wondering or preparing for someone who's not going to play, that's to my benefit. Right. I, and I understand. I, you know, I don't know what the— what the data says on that, uh, if we'll ever know. I, I've, had a, I've long had a theory that I think every coach should be required to announce his starting quarterback on Wednesday of every week. Like every single one. Like Andy Reid come to the podium in Kansas City and go, we're going to go with Patrick this week. We, <laughs> we think he gives us the best chance to win. Uh, next week we'll see. I, I think that would be great if they all had to do that. But you're right, that they don't want, because of the competitive uh, disadvantage uh, deal there. Well, see, I always went the opposite way. Back on the old show, uh, some of the people who have been with me for this long will remember that I used to say every player in the NFL should be listed as questionable. Well, that's and Belichick in the little parentheses like next to it, it should say fate, yeah, a destiny. You know, never know. You get hit yeah. by a bus tomorrow. Yeah. Remember Kyle Shanahan before we the draft? We could all get killed year? on Sunday. Yeah, right. So my point is, you don't know. Fate steps in. I don't know what's going to. Sunday's a long way <laughs> off. So I, I don't know. I don't think that they should be obligated to tell us anything. All this information they're giving us, all for the gamblers anyway, and I don't think they should have to do it, and I'd certainly hope that the Jets don't do it. Now, that said, a few other things we touched on in the, uh, in the TV show today that I want to get before I let you run. I'm hugely high on the Eagles this year. In fact, we are bringing in, as, as I come back now for this entire football season, we're, going to do, we're heavily going to play up question of the day. You ask these questions. Greeny's question of the day. And so I would ask everyone, as we start this football season, to go on my Twitter page, at ESPN Greeny. If you're not following me on Twitter, then you're not doing this right. Okay, you need to be with us on the, uh, on the Twitter, because I will be doing a ton of stuff on social media throughout this football season, at ESPN Greeny on Twitter. And the question of the day is, who you got to win the NFC East mm-hmm. this year? And here are the options. Cowboys, Eagles, other, comma, LOL. <laughs> we put an LOL. That was Nuno's idea. We Why put an we... LOL next to the other because the Commanders and Giants also play in that division. It's just... Who do you like? Give me a cast your vote on my Twitter poll right now. I'm picking the Eagles. I mean, I, I think they've had a great offseason. I, I, we did a get-up show early in the offseason where uh, Foxworth and I were flapping our arms, I think, with mm-hmm. the Eagles. That, that, that was sort of before a lot of the acquisitions they made. I, I, I'm a Jalen Hurts fan. Like, I, I, think the, I think the young man has, you know, ha, has what it takes. Yeah. I, I'm interested to see it start to translate to the things he needs to do better as a, as a quarterback. But I think there's a chance it happens. And they have built a good-looking roster around him. They added pieces where they needed. The Cowboys lost some pieces where, where they actually could, were using them, in fact. And, and I don't know that they've replaced them sufficiently. Plus, they lost their starting left tackle with about a week or two before the season. And that is significant. So I, I think the Eagles can pass them. Incredibly unpredictable division. 18 years since someone's won it 
back to back. So that's another reason I'm picking the Eagles. But I, you know, I don't like. It's the NFC East. It's nuts. Like, do you think? I mean, like, if Washington came out of nowhere and was better than we think, like that wouldn't be like the the, the most ridiculous thing that happened. Yes, all it year. would. With Carson no, Wentz as the Giants, would. that would be ridiculous. <laughs> who, will, who will finish with more wins this year, the Commanders or the Giants? I would pick the Commanders. I think the Giants are in a full rebuild situation. They're in year one. So they're, they're yeah. still on the way down. I feel like they've been in year one for like six years. Well, that's the thing. But, yeah. but the way I describe it is, like when you jump into a pool, yeah. the way these teams rebuild, first you're going down, 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 down until you touch the bottom. Mm-hmm. Once you touch the bottom, then you can start working your way back up. What you're telling me is this is a year in which they are still descending down to the bottom or they've reached it, but they haven't started pushing themselves back up. It's that year, Greeny, and you're well aware of it as a Jets fan where the new we GM and the new years. coach comes in and figures out what they think about the guys that are there right. and then who they, who they need to replace and who they can build around. Uh, ideally, for the Giants, one of these times, you, know, you, like, you laugh, but I mean, the Giants are in that same exact cycle, yeah. really, for the last half decade plus. So they're hoping to pull out of it. Um, but yeah, big year for Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley, guys in the last year of their contract. But th- that, that's what the Giants are doing this year. I think in Washington, it's different. Uh, I think they're expecting to be a better team. I think they're, they're trying to contend, and we can laugh about whence all we want, but that they, you know, that, that's who they have. And they hope that they have a good enough team around it. We'll see what winds up happening anyway. Right now, I can tell you on my Twitter page, it is not close. I won't tell you who's ahead, but I will tell you that the votes that I have, it is early on not close. Question of the day, at ESPN Greeny on Twitter, who you got to win the NFC East this year, Cowboys, Eagles, or other LOL. LOL. Dan Graziano will be here all day long. We'll check That's in. Right. Thank you, Danny. Always a pleasure. Thanks My for pleasure. sticking around. Greeny, letting you know, we all know the game isn't over till it's over. So next time you need parts for your car, don't call it quits. Go to eBay Motors. They have 122 million parts to take your car into overtime. Get the right parts at the right prices. eBayMotors.com. Let's ride. Coming up next, I will tell you about one of the best sporting events I have ever been privileged to witness. That's next. This is Greeny on ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. It's demon time on Prize Picks, where you can now win up to 100 times your money. That's right, 100, 100 times, times your money. With as little as four correct picks, you can turn $10 into $1,000. Demons and goblins are the newest and most exciting way to play at Prize Picks. Squares marked with red demons or green goblins get you different payouts. And as always, Prize Picks is really simple to play. You can make your picks and submit your entry in less than 60 seconds. They even offer injury insurance so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. Quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players and stat types are what make PrizePix the number one daily fantasy sports app. Go to prizepix.com slash Greenberg and use code Greenberg for a first deposit matchup to $100. That's prizepix.com slash Greenberg, code Greenberg, for a first deposit matchup to $100. PrizePix. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your 
ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Do you ever wonder what you would do if you had unlimited hours in a day? Would you pick up a new hobby or focus on one you've neglected lately? Would you spend time with those people you haven't seen in a while? Well, there's a chance if you've considered having more time in the day, you're too overworked, stressed, and you haven't spent enough time focusing on yourself, that's where better help comes in. Therapy can be the spark to help you organize everything in your life and prioritize yourself. The journey of self-improvement isn't an easy one, but I believe when you devote time to your mental health, you become a better version of yourself. So let BetterHelp be your guide along the way. Give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. You can even switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny. All right, Greeny with you here, presented by Progressive Insurance. Delighted that you are along for the ride. Again, question of the day on Twitter, at ESPN Greeny. Who you got to win the NFC East this year? Cowboys, Eagles, or other, comma, LOL. Uh, The LOL was added by Nuno, who is just a devious little son of a gun, and I liked it, so I threw it on there, and as I... I'm delighted to welcome in the assembled members of the Hashtag crew today. Uh, Hembo was still busy at home changing diapers, two at a time. Uh, but Nuno and Bubba are with us today. Nuno, what's going on? Not much, Greeny, not much. There's never much going on with Nuno. I've said it many times. For those of you who are new to the program, as I am now back, and we are uh, locking it in for the entirety of the football season and beyond, I've said this before about Nuno. Nuno is one of those people, everyone has like an interesting verbal tick. Nuno is a person who will, no matter what is going on in life, if you ask him what's going on, he'll say, not much. So Nuno could be walking away from a burning building in which someone has just saved a baby. There could have been someone who raced in a fireman, a firefighter, has rushed into this building, has has scooped up a baby, opened up a second floor window, tossed it out of the window to Nuno's waiting arms in order to save the baby's life. Nuno could be walking towards you carrying the baby while a hose, the fire hose, is spraying his face with with a stream of water and he is protecting the child to keep it safe. And if you said to him, what's going on, Nuno? He would say... Not much. Not, not much. It would, that's just the way he talks. And I find that fascinating. And then, of course, there's Bubba. No matter what is going on with Bubba, I, I haven't talked to Bubba in a week or so, whatever it's been. And I'll say, is Bubba there today? And Bubba will always say, oh, yeah, that's right. He's just a, another one with the interesting verbal tics. So it is delighted to be back with you as well, Bubba Peregrine. Oh, yeah. Okay, he's just, he's got the oh yes. We're so we're together. Uh, Hembo will be back in two weeks as he continues his baby duties, and uh, both literally and figuratively, and we will be all set <laughs> here uh, to get ready for the football season. Again, the question of the day is about the NFC East on Twitter at ESPN Greeny. In 30 seconds, I will tell you about maybe the best sporting event I've ever been privileged to witness. 
That's in 30 seconds after this word from ZipRecruiter. Hiring is challenging. Luckily, there's one place where finding qualified candidates is easy, and that place is ZipRecruiter.com slash greeting. ZipRecruiter is powerful technology, finds and matches the right candidates for you. Then you can easily invite your top choices to apply. Four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. So try it for free today at ZipRecruiter.com slash Greeny. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash G-R-E-E-N-Y. ZipRecruiter, it is the smartest way to hire. Just going to sit back and have a little story time. Tell me a story. Well, I'm going to tell you the story of my night on Friday night um, because I have been a sports fan all my life. I turned 55 this summer. And so, I, my, you know, I go back to the mid-70s as a sports fan. And not because this is tennis, but tennis was my favorite sport as a kid. I played it and I followed it closely, religiously. I have many times said the first woman I ever loved was Chris Everett. And between Chrissy and Martina in that era and John McEnroe and Bjorn Borg and uh, Jimmy Connors and, and all of that, that, that's the era of, of tennis in which I was raised. And, and then obviously pro football and basketball and baseball and all the other stuff that we talk about. I have been because of my job and because of my fandom privileged to be at, to be in the room where it happened for a lot of great sporting events. And it's very hard. Maybe someday I'll put together a green list of of the best and most memorable ones. And I guarantee you, right near the top is going to be Friday night at Arthur Ashe Stadium in Flushing, Queens, where I saw what we all believe will be the last match of Serena Williams' extraordinary career. And I will tell you my overriding reaction to it. The energy was incredible. I've probably been, because as I just told you, I grew up in New York and I'm a tennis fan. I've probably in my life been to the U.S. Open something like 50 or 60 times. There's never been an atmosphere like that. You know, I, some of the greatest days that I can remember, there's a day that they, they that the Super Saturday when they used to do that at the U.S. Open where they would play both men's semis with the women's final sandwiched in between there's that legendary day people always talk about um, that ended with McEnroe and Connors that night. I mean, there have been some special, special days at the U.S. Open. But I'm not sure how many of them could have been this. Because here is Serena Williams, the greatest tennis player our country has ever produced, and one of the most important athletes our country has ever produced. When you consider the magnitude of her career, when you consider just what she has represented for so many people for so long, to be there to see it end when we all know it's ending, there's something unimaginably special about it. So I'm not sure how many nights there have ever been. The atmosphere in the building, the energy in the building, the noise coming from that top level sounded like a football game. It was like being at a football game, and tennis is not usually like that. But you watched it, and by now you've heard plenty of people talk about it. It was quite a few days ago, so I'm not going to recap all of that. Here's what I will tell you is the one thing that stands out the most for me from it. If there's one smart thing I've ever done, Nuno, in my life, it is that with my ability to have been around so many incredibly successful people, I mean, I started my career being around Michael Jordan and Mike Ditka, many others. And then through my career, even coming here to ESPN, 
and being around Dan Patrick and Keith Olbermann and Stuart Scott and so many others. The one thing I think I've always done well, because I'm by nature an observant person, is I pay very close attention to how successful people get to be that way. And I try and incorporate as much of that as I can into my own life. And here's what I observed about Serena. Bear in mind, I'm a person that when I play golf, and I play a lot of golf, if I know back in the back of my head that I have a shot to shoot a really good number that day, I start getting tentative. I try as hard as I can not to, but I start what's called deselling on shots. I'm scared. I'm afraid to make a big mistake because I feel like there's more than usual at stake because I might just shoot 77 today. Bear in mind, there's absolutely nothing at stake in that for anyone but me. Serena, with her match, with her career on the line, in that final game, knowing that knowing what was at stake, knowing that if she didn't win those points, her career is over, her level of power and everything that she was using went up. Did you see it? I've never seen a person hit forehands harder than she was hitting them in that final game. I've never seen a person, and all I could think to myself was, that's how she got to be Serena Williams. Because when the moment was there, when it was all on the line, when literally everything was on the line, she rose. Her level rose. She said, if I'm going down, I'm going down swinging. And she was swinging from her heels. Now, she's 41 years old, and she hasn't played a whole bunch of tennis, and she was just overmatched. She wasn't going to make it through these two weeks because her body, she just doesn't have it. She just can't do it anymore. And that's why she's retiring, because she knows it. But it sure as heck wasn't because she wasn't going to go down without a fight. Did you watch that match on Friday night? Was your overwhelming reaction the same as mine? The way she fought, the way she went out, she went out like a champ. That's how champions go out. They go out fighting like that. Yes, Nuno. No, I did. I, I watched it. And then what I had to stop myself from doing is being that guy because... I felt like she lost it in that second set, right? Like you're up for, she's up for love, mm-hmm. and then five two, and then just the effort that it takes, and then obviously she gets steamrolled in that last set. But it is, it's just amazing. You saw her, like just her reaction to all those big shots, especially in that second set. Like that, just you're like, this is why she is one of the greatest athletes that we've seen, not just in our generation. I think in just. Every generation. She's a champion. That's what she displayed for you. She displayed for you champion's mentality, a champion's psyche. She wasn't going to win. And you're 100% right, Nuno. She could have won that match. She could have gotten through Friday night if she had closed out the second set quickly. And I give Tom Lanovich a lot of credit. Again, we're going back now to Friday. But a lot of times when someone is down for love in a set, what they do is they conserve their own energy. They don't bother fighting back when they know they, the, the overwhelming likelihood is they won't get back in that set. But what she recognized was that if she made Serena work for that set, that it would benefit her in the third set. And it did. Ultimately, Serena just ran out of gas because you're not supposed to be the best player in the world when you're 41 years old. But boy, did she go out like a champ. And I, I, I emerged, if it was possible... I, am, I walked out of that stadium that night with more respect for her than I had when I walked in. So when they say she has nothing to lose, nothing to gain, it's not actually true. The way the great ones go out, 
it is memorable, right? The great ones. You remember their last game, their last match, their last fight, their last whatever. That's the way she went out. She went out like a champ. And if anything, my level of respect for her only increased. I am Greeny. I am presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes building easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. Speaking of all-time champs. I'm sorry, what? I'm sorry, what? I'm sorry, what? I'm sorry, what? I got to hear this. We're going to hear it together for the first time. Um, Charlie Weiss who, you know who Charlie is, obviously, and, and, and he was Tom Brady's offensive coordinator for much of the beginning of Brady's career and a bunch of the Super Bowls and everything else. Charlie Weiss was on KJM this morning here on ESPN Radio, and obviously I was on TV at the same time, so I didn't get a chance to hear this, but I was sent a note saying, Greeny, we need to play this today. He was on with the guys, and they were talking about what to expect from Tom Brady this year. When there are so many questioning his commitment, his all-in-ness, a lot of questions around Tom Brady. Charlie Weiss said this. I'd bet on them to win the Super Bowl. That's what the feeling I get. Because when you piss Tommy off, you're pissing the wrong guy off. He plays with a chip on his shoulder. He's played it that way since he was at Michigan. Every negative thing that anyone could say, he uses it as fodder. So I think that Tampa, you should expect a lot of good things coming out of Tampa. I really like that. I mean, you know, and that that is one of those threatening phrases right Bubba like when we hear someone say when you make him mad you've made the wrong guy mad that that sometimes you think that's just the kind of thing people say but in the case of Tom Brady it probably makes sense yeah I mean we talk about it every year like we're not going to pick against Tom if he's in the league we're not picking against him we kind of say that every year to begin with and now you're saying he's mad I mean watch out that said and I'm going to play you the entirety so Brady the reason this came up or one of the reasons it comes up You know that he just took the 11-day break, whatever you call it, sabbatical, time off, whatever that was, during training camp, which is extremely uncommon and and certainly unlike him. And then he was on his podcast, so he and Jim Gray are doing a podcast. They did it last year, and they're doing it again this year. And I'll play you. It's a long soundbite, but it's worth hearing all of. Him talking about where his head is and everything else. And I'll just give you a quick preview of some of the conversation we're going to have later on this show. But what I found myself thinking was Brady is figuring out the work-life balance stuff later than most people do in their lives. So when you are a professional athlete, especially to rise to the kind of level that he does, and we all know the legendary level at which he competes, the avocado ice cream and the TB12 and all that stuff. Ninety-five percent of your life is wrapped up in making sure you can be the best quarterback of all time. And everyone around you has to sacrifice for that. And it's worth it, generally, because that's how you become rich and famous and successful and everything else. However, there's a trade-off. Because at some point, you have all the money you're ever going to need. You have achieved all the glory that anyone ever has and then some. And the people around you are going to say, wait a minute, now I need you. You know, now it's enough that you, I get it. We did everything here and now I need you. 
And I feel like Tom is feeling that. And that's a very normal, natural, for a 45-year-old man, that is a normal, natural way to feel. I've been there. We all have. I'm not Tom Brady. But when I was 45 and my kids were about the age that his are now, I was busy. That was when Mike and Mike first became a thing. We're traveling all over the country and doing all kinds of stuff and getting up at 3 o'clock in the morning. People around me had to sacrifice for that to become what it became. And that's a tough thing when all of a sudden you look those people in the eye and they're like, no, wait a minute. Hey, Dad, now I need you. Like that is a complicated place. And it is a very human, a very vulnerable human place that Tom is taking us as he acknowledges that. I, I give him credit for it. I really do. I, I'm in that kind of mood today. I don't know. I'm at, I'm giving, I, I love Serena today. I love Tom Brady today. Uh, Brandon is giving me a little teardrop. He's telling me I'm making him cry. But that's kind of the way I'm feeling. And maybe it's because today is a very big and emotional day for me. And I will explain to you next why that is. Greeny, the podcast. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network. All lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Reggie White, who's a defensive end for the Green Bay Packers, says that the firebombing of his church in Knoxville, Tennessee this week was the work of racists who may have been trying to hurt him. First there was one fire, then there was another, then there was another. It wasn't just Reggie's church that burnt down. Hundreds of churches burned in the 90s. I think we have a major problem in our country that we don't want to admit, and that has to do with racism. Was this 1996 or 1956? 30 for 30 podcast and Antsgate presents Through the Flames. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts. All right, we're back and better than ever. We're rolling along here. Greeny with you on ESPN Radio. We come to you live from the Seaport District at Pier 17. We are brought to you by Chase. We've been a little sappy in the early part of the show today, Nuno, and that is obviously not in keeping with your general personality. But I just sat here and had glowing and lovely things to say about Serena Williams and Tom Brady, and I told you it is 
Perhaps because today is a little bit of an emotional day for me. Do you know why that might be? I do not. Please tell us. Well, do you remember what you were doing 25 years ago today? I can't do the math. Bubba, do you remember what you were doing 25 years ago today? Um, no. 25 years ago today was September 6th, 1997. 25 years ago today was the day I got married. Today is my 25th wedding anniversary. Wow. Brandon is clapping in the studio. Thank you very much. And so, you know, it's just sort of a big day. I mean, you know, your anniversary is always a big deal. 25 years. It's really remarkable. It, it, it hits you a little bit differently. Like, aging is like that, I guess. Like, when I turned 50, there was a little something that, that was different than any other birthday. Like, holy smoke, I'm 50. That, that, that was a big one. And I will say this, that, you know, 25 years, pretty long time that we've been together. And look, you don't need me to tell you how close my wife and I are. That has certainly been the topic of, of any number of other people's conversations with great fun. And I take it all exactly the, the way it is intended, or at least the way I, I feel it is intended, which is um, in, in a good spirit. But here's the only thing I will tell you in life. If people ask you what's the secret to a happy marriage or anything like that. I don't know. I, I can't sit here and tell you. Yours is totally different from mine. You got to pick the right person. And how do you know if you've done that until you try it? It's not easy to do. But here's the only thing I will tell you. At least in my case, when you choose a life partner, when you choose someone who is going to be your partner on this journey, maybe the most valuable thing, the best thing that a person can do for you is to believe in you in the times in your life when you yourself do not. So we all know there are times in our lives of great question, right? You, you look at yourself and you think, am I doing the right thing? Have I got the right things going on? Am I, do I have a problem? There are moments where you question yourself. And when the people in your life, particularly the person in your life, believes in you in those moments and demonstrates that, there's nothing more valuable. There's nothing, there's no way a person can help you, can be a better partner to you in your life than that. So that's worked out well for us. So 25 years and counting, here's to the next 25. I can't imagine this thing any other way. By the way, I figured it out. I was um, beginning eighth grade 25 years ago. I could have lived without that. Like, I felt like it was just sort of a nice moment. No, I thought you needed to know. I just, we I just want to update you. Eighth grade. Yeah. You were beginning eighth grade? Yeah. That's where you were 25 years ago? Yeah. Good God. Yeah, that's the, probably why you weren't invited to my wedding. Like, you, yeah. you would have been at the wedding had you been working on Mike and Mike. Of course, there was no Mike and Mike at the time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, a, lot of, a lot of reasons why I wasn't there, I guess. This could but. have gone a number of different ways. Anyway, happy anniversary, sweetie. We'll be home a little bit later. Okay. Next piece of business is sneaky big news. I'm going to give you nine reasons why the Eagles are going to be awfully good this year. Sneaky big news. All right, so today's question of the day, and it's on my Twitter page, at ESPN Greeny, who you got to win the NFC East this year, Cowboys, Eagles, or other? And before you answer that question, I want you to hear some of the things that Nuno is about to tell you. Nuno, read me the first nine games of the Eagles schedule, please. Sure. It's Detroit. Win. Minnesota. Win. Washington. Win. Jacksonville. Win. Arizona. 50-50. Dallas. If that's a win, now we got all kinds of trouble. Go on. Uh, they have their bye, then Pittsburgh. 
50-50. And then Houston? Houston. Win. Uh, Washington. That's their first nine games. That is the Eagles' first nine games. It's unbelievable that it worked out that way. The Cowboys, meanwhile, in their first six games, they've got Tampa. They've got who else they have early? So, so it's Tampa, Cincinnati. Uh, Tampa, Cincinnati. Boom, boom. Go on. Then, then they have two winnable they games. They have two buys, Giants and Washington. Right. Then they have the Rams boom. and uh, the Eagles. Boom. Okay, stop there. Both on the road, too. The, if, if the Cowboys are two and four, and one of those losses is at the Eagles, and the Eagles are running off and hiding, which I think they could. Bubba, I, I mean, I know you're an optimistic fan, but I'm telling you, the noise around Mike McCarthy is going to be deafening if the Eagles get off to the schedule just suggests they're going to get off to an unbelievable start. And if the Cowboys don't, and that division is getting out of, out of reach, and Dan Quinn is sitting right there in the building, that's the guy. The guy's in the building. They don't have to hire Sean Payton. They've got Dan Quinn sitting right there. I think this could get very interesting in Dallas as early as mid-October. What do you think of that, Bubs? Yeah, I could do without that Eagle schedule right there. One minute. Um, Isn't that unbelievable? <laughs> that's pretty unfortunate. John Fink, the CP of, of Get Up, read that to me yesterday in our pre-show meeting, and I I couldn't believe it. I made him read it like three times, Bubs. Yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. It's brutal. I mean, I mean, and then the yeah, conversely, the Cowboys is ridiculous. We got Tampa Bay, Cincinnati. The I mean, that's Rams, Eagles on the road. That's crazy. The Cowboys have a very tough start. Now they get to play some of those teams, but not all of them. They do get Jacksonville later. They do get the Texans later. They do get the Lions later. So may, maybe all these things even out. Football season is long. It's in fact longer, you know, generally than it's ever been. But you can get buried. And I think the Eagles have a real chance to bury him. Nuno, who's your vote on my poll? At ESPN Greeny Twitter poll. Who wins the division? Based upon everything in this schedule, it's the Eagles. I, I think it is. I think it's the Eagles. I'm telling you right now, one team is running away with that on my poll. Cast your vote. We'll get those in as we roll along on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio and see it with the video on ESPN+. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network.